knowing God all right, knowing God all right. God is universal. So it's nice to pray for your family, your kids, and all that, but when you pray for your enemies, and even though your enemies might be your neighbor next door, then you get, you understand God. You understand the, the son being is one with the, the son. We are one with the father. God is love. And when we can show love, huh, we knowing God all right. God is all, as all. The nature of God is omnipotence, omnipresent, omnipotent. And when we look at omnipotent, there's only one power, so it's really peace. God is peace because it's only one power. We are a divine expression of God. We are walking around with the consciousness of God, the love, peace, joy, happiness, truth, beauty of God. We have the realization to not judge by appearances. When we go to someone, we see the presence of God walking around. We resist not evil because we are all one. And as our heart overflows, as our joy comes through us, as the spirit in us goes forward, making those crooked places straight, whatever was there kind of dissolves. When you turn the light on, darkness goes away. We don't have to put it in a closet. It just goes away. And as you show up with your joy, your heart, your love, your peace, People respond to that. The God in the, that person, because God is everywhere. We're one family on this planet. It's like God recognizing God all the time. So, the realization of my prayer for you is that we come to a greater realization of the activity of God in us, a greater realization of the substance of God in us, a greater realization of the kingdom of heaven within us. Where we ceaselessly pray, the Father and I are one, where I stand is holy ground. Greg, John, Bill, Susie, David, I am always with you, and all that I have is yours. If you abide in me and let my word abide in you, then if you can say to the mountain, Okay, problem, be gone, it is gone. You don't even know how it's done. I have ways that you know not of. I give great thanks to this knowingness, to this understanding the principles, to living by the principles, to ceaselessly praying. I release these words into the law, a law that follows the, the living spirit.
we are all connected. And we are awake too as we are connected. It is so, it is done. This week we celebrate the independence of this country, which had a wonderful document that said that there are truths that are self evident. It means we don't have to explain them, right? They're self-evident. Now, some people might like to hide it, like the song says, there may be some you know, totalitarian oligarchs and, and stuff who want to suppress that, and always have been for all of history, right? You've noticed that? Okay. But the truth is self-evident. Life, liberty, which is freedom, and what they called the pursuit of happiness which is really just knowing the happiness within and being able to express that, that happiness, that joy. That that is our truth. Yes? yes. And, and who gets to do that? Everybody. everybody. Now, even when they were writing that, they weren't thinking everybody, but that's what they wrote anyway. Because at the time, it was white, landed men. That's who they were writing that document for, because that's what they thought was the... That's, that's as big as their circle got. Okay? We have since, over the last 225, whatever it is, years, expanded the idea of that circle, yes? Okay. Take a breath. Breathe that in. Today we're talking about engaging from and with the heart. Does the heart exclude? No. The heart doesn't exclude. What excludes? The intellect. Well, you're not like me. You're somebody different from me. I'm right, you're wrong. Or, you're right, I'm wrong. (laughs) And all that stuff. But the heart includes the true authentic heart. So we've looked in the past couple of weeks at meaningful conversations. We looked at uh, heart-connected desire last week. We've looked at this, and so today we're going to play with that. We're going to uh, look at that, and these are ways of empowerment. That's our theme this month, is empowerment. And the power that wants to express through us is the only true power that there really is, which is love. Right? Love is the only power there is. And I like it when Greg said both in the um, prayer that he did for us and in the, the prayer that he did in the opening was that when we say God is omnipotent, Thomas Short says God is, is at peace because it is the only power and there's nothing in opposition to its expression. And you and I are one with God. So you and I are one with this power of love that is seeking to express We are one with that. And this isn't the weak, sappy, oh, I feel so much in love. Not that. But the powerful love, the deep love, the love that that Susan B. Anthony walks through and says, no, you have to include women. The, The one that Martin Luther King and so many others said, no, you have to include people of color. The ones that to this very day were saying, you have to include immigrants. You have to include Native Americans. You have to include everyone. That love. That's the love we're talking about. It's the creative power of the universe. In the the Hebrew Bible, it says God is love. 
I always remember, the, and I've, I've shared this before, but um, uh, Emily Cady, who was a New Thought writer, uh, Unity New Thought writer in the early part of the last century, wrote something that just blew my mind the first time I read it. She said, God is not loving. That is, God is not a being that is loving. God is love itself. God is the love. It can't stop loving. Jesus gave the example of this in, in the story of that, that we know as the prodigal son, as, as the father who loved his son, even when the son had gone astray, right? Yes? Okay. See, this love is not condition-based. So a person that you have difficulty loving because of conditions and how they express themselves in the world, you still need to let the love flow. You may not approve of or like what they're doing. You may not agree with it, but the love, the recognition of each person as a spiritual being, as God in form, take a breath, is what we're still being called to no matter what. In the Gospel of John, John writes, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, which is who? All of us. And all of life itself. God is begetting constantly. Right? I mean, look around, show me something that is not begotten of God. There's the story of the, the scientists who come up to uh, arrange a meeting with God. They say, you know what, we don't need you anymore because we've, we've figured out how to do creation. You know, we, we've worked this out in, in, the, in the labs and, and we can now clone human beings. We don't need you anymore. And God says, that's great, show me. And he says, well, let me get some dirt here. And he says, wait, wait, that's my dirt. Get your own dirt. Get your own substance that starts with, right? So there's nothing here that is not begotten of God. Richard Rohr says, God loves us by becoming us. You and I are God in form. The, the universe is taking the time, the energy to be us. Nudge your neighbor. Tell them the universe is taking the time, the energy to be you. 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 Me. So we connect to this infinite love through our heart. Again, not the whimsical feeling, but through the center of intuition and connection. We connect that way. So I invite you to take a moment, put your heart on your energetic heart center. Put your hand on your energetic heart center and feel the energy there. So as power and energy, this love is flowing. Energy is always flowing, right? Okay. And so to fully experience this love, we have to share this love, yes? Okay, a couple of people got that, okay. Let's try that again. We have to share this love. We have to connect our heart with other hearts in order to prosper, in order to let it flow, to grow that experience and that expression of this power. Last night we had a, a members meeting. We, we came up with the theme for our prosperity campaign this fall, which was prospering together. Note that second part of that. Together. It does us no good to prosper individually if we're not all prospering. It does us no good to come into greater health if we're not all in greater health. It does us no good to, to 
have this experience in isolation unless we're all in this circle. Yes? So today our youth are going to lead us in an exercise of sharing love. You ready for that? I hear a little laughter. (laughs) And this will take the form of a dialogue with another person. I invite you, as you're doing this conversation, to connect with your heart. To connect with your heart. And if you notice as you're having this conversation some fear coming up, and what that'll look like is, ooh, I shouldn't share that deeply. Or, let me, how about those M's? Wasn't that a great party last night? All of a sudden, we're off on a different tangent instead of staying with where we're supposed to be, Yes? Okay, so I'm going to invite Ocean and, and, and Sophie to come up. I saw Sophie a minute ago. There she is. Come on up. We have four questions we're going to play with. Danny, if you can put that slide up. And if the two of you want to read those, and you can either read them off the slide or they're there. It's on. Go ahead. Cool. So the first question is, where do you feel the most powerful in your life? And that can also be the most empowered in your life. So I'm just going to answer it. No. No. And she's gonna ask, she's, she'll tell them the second question. I see. We're going to do it in a minute. We're going to do the process. So, Sophie, the second question. Um, if you had a magic wand, what would you want to create in your life? Uh, the third question is, Tell me something you love, something else, something else, and something else, on and on. How do you like to be appreciated? That last one's kind of a love language. How do you like to be appreciated? What is it that's true you? Thank you. Awesome. And so we're going to break up in a minute and have you guys play with this. Um, And I invite you to do each of these questions about three or four times. Because most of us have a quick off-the-cuff answer, right? But I want to invite you to go a little deeper in the heart. Where do you feel the most powerful or empowered in your life? Where else do you feel the most powerful? Where else do you feel the most powerful? And so do all each of those about three, three times, three or four times. And the partner who's asking the questions just says... Thank you. There's no, ooh, that's really cool. Or, really? Okay. So each will ask the other the first question with both sharing before moving on to the second question. So I'm going to invite Michael up, and I've asked him to come up and help me to demonstrate this. So we're going to sit over here, and we're going to play with that first question. So here's a microphone for you. Where do you feel the most empowered in your life? So the place I feel most empowered or most powerful is oftentimes one place is when I'm writing talks, like these talks. Thank you. If you had a magic wand... No, go, go do it again, the same oh, question okay. again. Where do you feel the most powerful slash empowered in your life? Uh, when I'm driving my Miata. <laughs> and one more time. Where do you feel the most powerful slash empowered in your life? 
uh, when I'm cooking. Great. So we do that question, then I switch with him. So I'm going to ask him the same question. So Michael, he can hang up that because I got my own. Where do you feel the most powerful or empowered in your life? Probably playing video games. You want to hold your mic up? Probably playing video games. Thank you. Where else do you feel most powerful or most empowered in your life? Uh, probably whenever I'm, let's see, maybe in the car driving. I like, I like it whenever I just am in the back and I can just chill out. Cool. Great. Thank you. And where else do you feel most empowered? Probably playing ping pong as well. Thank you. So that's how it works. And then we would go on to the second question. Thank you. From that. We're not going to right now, but... So I invite you to break, to break into a dyad, find somebody to talk to, and I'm going to do this. Find somebody that you don't necessarily know well. This would be not your spouse or best friend. Move around if you need to. And we're going to take about 10 minutes and play with those questions. The youth will help mingle in with that. When you find your partner, come to silence for just a moment. When you find your partner, come to silence for just a moment. If you've got your partner, come to silence for just a moment. We'll come to silence for just a moment. We'll come to silence for just a moment. I invite you to put your hand on your heart and let yourself become grounded. And now begin with that first question. You've picked a partner who's going to start. So begin with that first question. Where do you feel the most powerful or the most empowered in your life? And go. We'll take about two minutes for each question. Thank your partner. Maybe give them the appreciation in a way that they ask for appreciation. So how do you feel? Appreciate it. More parties heard from? How do, you, how do you feel over here? Yes, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs neutral. <laughs> Great. When we engage with the heart, we mobilize our individual energies into a communal power. We move from just being us, one individual, to a community. We love together, we prosper together, we grow together. We create solutions together. And it takes that heart engagement. And when we move that heart engagement into this communal power, it expands the love from the individual to the collective, to the whole. 
And so that's part of what we're doing here today, is learning how to expand our love from just something that's a feeling within us to connecting it with others, to sharing it with others, and then it grows it. It grows it. So this week, one spiritual practice. Practice being more heart-centered in your conversations. Practice being more heart-centered in your conversations. Take the time to connect with your heart before you speak, before engaging. You might just do that by touching your heart just a moment, or you might just visualize your, your energy right at the center here. Listen with a gentle curiosity and appreciation to the other person. We talked a couple weeks ago about the old adage that God gave us two ears and one mouth, and that's a good proportion to use them in. So listen with gentle curiosity, and then speak from your heart, seeking to share love rather than to win an argument or to make a point. Big difference, right? So when we listen, we're, we're actually listening to the other person. We're not saying, oh God, when they finish talking, I'm going to say this. I know none of you have ever done that, but you've known people and watched people, right? Yeah. Others. Others. Yeah. So will you take that on this week as a spiritual practice? Practice more being heart-centered in your conversations. It's the one thing we'll do. I want to close with a quote from Ernest Holmes. He says, When we let the love that is within us go out to the God who is in all people and the divine presence that is in all things, then we are loving God with all our heart and with all our soul and with all our mind because we are recognizing that the spirit within us is the same spirit that we meet in others. This is loving our neighbors as ourselves. As ourselves. So I invite you this week to love your neighbor as yourself, to love God with your whole being, and to open that heart and let the love that is already inherently within you. you know, sometimes you have this little story, oh, I'm damaged goods, or I had this happen, or I had that. No, all that happened, yes, but the love is always intact. Share that love with yourself and others. Let's move into prayer. Knowing there is this one presence, and it is love, just pure love. Every mystic who's ever touched it, everyone who's ever had that mystical experience has had that experience of a love that is so infinite, so beyond comprehension, so not conditionally based, doesn't give a hoot about what we've done. It is just love. That infinite presence is all there is, everywhere present, omnipresent. And we are one of it, because we have to be. We can't be outside of an omnipresence. We are one of that. And so we already are this love in form. We are immersed in it. We are expressions of it, and therefore we are expressing it. As Emerson said, we are inlets, and we may become outlets to the divine. And so I speak my word that this week we become greater outlets to the love that is the divine. We share it. We give it and receive it. We also let it back in. 
This love flows back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, in and out, in and out, in a circle. And everybody is in. And so we say yes to this flow of love. We say yes to this divine nature that each of us is and that everybody and everything we encounter is because God is all there is. And I'm so grateful to know this truth. I'm so grateful to take the shackles and the barriers and all that stuff down and simply let everybody into my heart and to know that each of us is saying yes to that to a greater degree than ever before. I'm grateful to know that we will mess up and we will rise up again and do it better. I'm grateful for all of this because it is all God and we are all God. And so I release this word into a law that moves it into form, moves it into expression, in through and as our lives perfectly, beautifully, brilliantly. Because that is its nature. That is the nature of that law. We simply get to say yes to it. Yes to that flow. And we affirm that together, knowing it is done by saying, and so it is. <laughs>